News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Uh, but first, though, a cabinet committee is going to consider proposals to reduce supports which are given to people to flee the war in Ukraine. It's likely that they're going to assess the measures tonight, a full decision taken by cabinet tomorrow. What they're saying is Ukrainian refugees in future will only receive 90 days accommodation from the state once they arrive and welfare payments will be reduced from the current 220 to €38.80, which is the amount paid under direct provision. I'm, I'm saying this is shutting the door years after the horse has bolted. We had a very generous response at the start, but it has created a dependency. I don't think we've learned anything from direct provision. It's a very poor and a very expensive system uh, when you're trying to integrate people. And ultimately, I think we're heading straight for the courts with this because if you can imagine a situation, Shane, where you have two groups of Ukrainians in a hotel, uh, 90 days, one family gets turfed out, someone who's there two years gets to stay. Uh, There's bound to be an NGO rather uh, supporting that family with an arguable case. There's already a a difference in how we treat um, refugees if you're from Ukraine you get treated a different way than if you're from anywhere else in the world So It's not I, fair though is it? I, well look it's the reality whether it's fair or not it's the reality in the government uh, the courts won't get involved in this they'll say it's a matter for government uh, to, to legislate it's not ideal um, but I look looking at the figures a third of Ukrainians have come to Ireland from another safe country now there could be many reasons for that but you have to think Unfortunately, there is a pull factor and there is no question what our benefits are out of sync with the rest of Europe. They're, mm. they're considerably higher. I don't think we have a choice, Johnson, but to change that. I wouldn't criticise the initial response. I think it was it was coming from the right the right place. But we're, yeah. now, we're now almost two years in. I, I think the government, unfortunately, have to take this measure. Our, our Ukrainian friends are very welcome. And if you are from Ukraine and listening right now, you are very welcome here. What we're talking about is trying to make sure that while you are here, you're able to stand on your own two feet and you are not dependent. How do you make that happen? Let us know what you think this morning. 087-1400-106 for your WhatsApps, 53106 uh, for your text messages. They'll cost you 30 cent. Yeah, but uh, we should say the plan is to reduce the uh, weekly allowance from €220 to €38.80 and also the accommodation will only be provided for 90 days after that. Um, people will be asked to find accommodation of, of their own. Now, let's get the reaction of Eugene Quinn, National Director of the Jesuit Refugee Service Ireland. Uh, Eugene, your reaction to this news? I suppose we're concerned that it's it's more evidence of, of a system accommodation system that's at, at breaking point. Um, I suppose we're particularly concerned for people who will arrive. What will happen after the 90 days? Um, will there be accommodation for them? And that you're going to be creating a, basically a two-tier system for Ukrainian refugees who would be arriving in Ireland. Uh, of course, the point could be made we already have a two-tier uh, system because up to now, Ukrainians have been getting €220 Euro per week uh, compared to 38 80 that uh, refugees from other countries are receiving? Well, I suppose um, there's, it is, there are, they are in different situations. So uh, Ukrainian refugees are beneficiaries of temporary, of temporary protection. So they have a status in the country um, and asylum seekers who are in the system are waiting for a determination of their claim. Um, and at that stage, they would get, once they're determined to be refugees or to get permission to remain, they would be entitled to get uh, Full, full benefits, but there is absolutely a two-tier system in in the in the country in terms of access to accommodation. So we've seen that uh, this week that um, asylum seekers and people fleeing other uh, 
countries of where there's war and persecution had uh, been denied uh, offers of accommodation and finding themselves potentially on the streets. Now, obviously, it would be better if the government didn't have to do this. I don't think anyone is, is taking pleasure out of doing this. But do you understand where the government is coming from? Apparently, even privately, they're quite upfront saying, look, we need to send out a signal uh, uh, that's that um, we are we, we are pretty much unfortunately at the limit. Uh, they also make the point that a third of Ukrainians that have come here have come from another safe country. Uh, the implication being they're attracted here by the significantly higher rates of welfare and benefits that are available here. Well, I mean, I suppose we, when anybody who uh, arrives in Ireland, there's an individual story, so we must remember that when we look at the overall numbers, each person's story is different. Each reason why people move or arrive um, or even move on from a country um, changes from, from, from person to person. But like that, uh, we mustn't forget that people are, are fleeing uh, the conflict in, in Ukraine. We understand that it's absolutely a challenge here with people arriving. But I suppose the government, it's two years into, the, uh, into this crisis and the government has there been, I suppose, a failure of long-term planning to anticipate the accommodation needs of people arriving here? And I suppose that's our concern. Yeah. Hard to plan, I suppose, just to play devil's advocate, hard to plan for 100,000 people arriving here in a very short period of time. Absolutely. And um, look, it's unprecedented and and all support organisations would have to acknowledge the extraordinary generosity um, and the absolute, the the challenge that that has happened but I suppose the largest numbers arrived initially, um, and now we have a kind of a, an ongoing, consistent number, and that's also experienced by other countries across Europe. And so they're kind of, I suppose, the planning then needs to bring into that, that, that we need to bring on that uh, level of accommodation. Of course, it's extraordinarily challenging given the national housing context, but I suppose the need of the people who are arriving here is also extraordinary. Yeah, um, the fact that, I mean, uh, and there's no doubt, look, what's happening in Ukraine is awful and what's happened to Ukrainian people is horrendous. But the fact that a third, if those figures are correct, a third have come here from another country, does that not suggest, do you not accept that that suggests that there is a pull factor here and the pull factor is uh, are better benefits relative to other EU countries? Um. Well, I suppose it's 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 difficult without you need to look at the actual individual cases. Um, but there there can be other reasons why people move on from countries. There could be family members here. There could be connections that say um, it's it's clear also that maybe people are are finding it very difficult to settle. So they might arrive in a place where they are struggling um, and where they find it from the the actual living conditions that they're having in those countries that that actually also causes people to say that we'll move on, that we know people in uh, diaspora who have moved to Ireland and, mm. they've, and so they would arrive and, and follow on to meet them. OK. Um, what would you like the government to do? What would I like the government to do? I suppose what we would like is a kind of a long-term plan put in place with a, a whole-of-government response, I think, an emergency response equivalent to NEFIT, uh, led by housing experts that would look at the entire housing need, the need for our own domestic uh, people who are in secure housing situations, for uh, refugees arriving from Ukraine and from uh, people seeking fleeing other um, wars and conflict, and that that would be kind of put on an emergency basis and that we would 
do, a, I suppose, a very large national housing programme very quickly to try and bring on both short-term accommodation to meet the need and then the longer term to allow people to move out of the short-term accommodation that they are at the moment. The plan to bring an end to direct provision, just given the numbers that are coming here at the moment and the challenges we're facing, is that effectively dead in the water, do you think? Um, it's extraordinarily challenging. We now have 26,000 people living, asylum seeker uh, people in high-pass accommodation. Um, I think we do need a, a plan to try and uh, provide that accommodation, but the kind of the short-term plan to give people owned or housing clearly can't be delivered. But hopefully by putting in the resources and maybe putting in this emergency response and long-term planning, we might come to a situation where we could bring it, but it will take more years to actually deliver. Eugene Quinn, National Director of the Jesuit Refugee Service Ireland. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.